Money, money, money. More money, more problems? This is where we talk about everything you need and want to know about finances, goals, relationships, and how they all tie together. You are now listening to the Two Cents Money Podcast. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Two Cents Money Podcast, where we give our two cents on your two cents. So this is another episode, which is a part of our Financial Literacy Month series. So as you guys should know, the month of April is always signified for financial literacy, whether it's for children at schools, um, adults, the elderly. It's a big focus for this month. Um, So today we have an episode where we're going to focus on women in business. And we're going to talk about finances, how it affects female entrepreneurs, and the pay gap that we've seen over the past few decades. So before we get started, I want to uh, introduce a good friend of mine personally and um, somebody that I went to school with, somebody that I know very closely, um, and she's a professional in her own realm. Her name is Melanie Morgan. She's the owner of Connected by Mel Incorporated. She's a voiceover actress, but you know what? I'm going to let her talk a little bit about herself. So Melanie, welcome. Welcome. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to have you. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, anytime. So you want to give our listeners a little info, the 411 on Mel? Sure. Well, so which part? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it pg no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um anything anything you want to share you know like what do you do uh give some insight about your background you know your business anything cool um so yeah so i have a business it's called connected by mail incorporated and i started it about a year and a half ago um when i decided to leave a corporate job and at that, around that same time, like I had been in radio for like five, six years at that point. And man, I always felt like I had like this entrepreneurial spirit about me. Um, so doing like the whole nine to five and all that stuff was good and great. You know, I, I had that guaranteed check that I was going to get like every week. Oh, yeah. Th- it's good. But then, you know, there was like, you know, other things that happened like within, you know, the politics of being in corporate America. And I don't know, one day it just kind of just hit me. And I was just like, you know, you've been doing this voiceover thing for a while. Give this, go full force with it. Like, see what happens. So I left my corporate job and I decided to do voiceover full time. Now, because I just kind of jumped into it, (laughs) I didn't realize all the things that you know, I would need as an entrepreneur to like make my business work. Yeah. But um, <laughs> everything did end up working out. But I, I ended up getting um, an agent. So I had to learn to have people work for me. Ah, <laughs> nice. The roles have changed. <laughs> it's changed. And it was so different because I was like, even though I was working for a company, I was always told, don't look at it as you're working for a company. You're working with them. But, you know, it's just like, all right, they're still giving me this check and I got this schedule and da 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 da. So now I jumped into this world like I'm pretty much creating my own schedule. Um, these agents are working for me. And 
after I processed that, I was able to just kind of just really hone in on my craft. But being a creative, still keeping the balance of the business as well, because they're sending me these auditions. I'm making sure that everything is sounding good, making sure I'm giving the best that I can, you know, so I can book gigs. But then, you know, when I book them, now there's like contracts involved. Um, I have to understand these contracts. And the person that I am, I'm like, I don't like to sign stuff unless I understand like what it means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> so then I had to look into like, you know, looking into lawyers and I'm like, shoot, who do I know that's like a entertainment lawyer? I had to like think of friends, but luckily like, I had a friend whose brother is a lawyer. So he was able to like look at contracts that I had and be like, hmm, maybe that's something you can question. Maybe that's something you can look into too before signing. And there's nothing I had to think of before, like doing the whole corporate thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different story. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, we started to develop a relationship and, um, they were like my go-to person for those contract uh, types of questions that I had. And it just made me feel more comfortable about having a business. Um, Cause then also, you know, this, this is how you're going to get paid. If you don't have the contract and the numbers don't look right, like you're not going to be able to sustain your business because as the business is continuing, I have to have the equipment that I need to record. Um, and then especially like when COVID hit, like I had like a USB mic in my laptop and then I had to really think about how I was going to keep my sound sounding really good at home. <laughs> I was yeah, going to studios. Yeah. yeah. When you go to a studio, you don't have to think about these things. Equipment's already set up. So I had to really like invest in myself. Um, but then again, it, it came back to like having those right contracts, making sure that your money is coming in, paying attention to it. And when it's not coming in, questioning that, like, where's where my money at? <laughs> <laughs> you wear so many different hats. And uh, yeah, so that was definitely like a big lesson of learning to what I needed, how to get it, following up with it. The follow up game had to be on point. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Oof. But then, you know, I had to learn about CRMs. Like, I, that took time, too. But you learn as you go. You had to become an expert in, I mean, not really an expert, per se, but instead of honing in on one thing, being an entrepreneur, and I've learned this, too, is you have to know a, a lot or even just a little bit about a lot. You know, mm-hmm. so like it's not just like, all right, well, uh, I got my job and this is what I do on a daily basis. This is my tasks. And um, yeah, let me just become an expert. <laughs> let me get become a subject matter expert on that specific job that I do. As an entrepreneur, yeah. you can't just do the craft. You know, <laughs> if you're providing some type of service like you and I do, you can't just say, all right, well, I'm going to um, just do the financial coaching aspect. or I'm going to do the voiceover. But, uh, okay, who's going to handle the finances? Because when you first start, you can't, you can't hire everybody to do all the other jobs. If, that, mm-hmm. if that's the case, forget it. You're bankrupt before you even started. Uh, so right. you got you to gotta get your funding situated. You got to promote yourself. So now you're tapping into the marketing world and advertising, um, which before, especially working for corporate, 
you don't have to do that. There's a separate department that does that. And mm-hmm. so, like, that's not your realm. So being an entrepreneur, you got to tap into literally every skill set you possibly can so you could be an expert for you and keep more money for you. And so, like, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, thinking about not just entrepreneurs on a whole level, but female entrepreneurs like you and I. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to throw this out there. So I've done a lot of research over the past year or two, uh, just, you know, with statistics and especially being not just a female entrepreneur, but a minority. I feel like um, there's some odds that are always stacked against us in just in society overall and what we can qualify for. Um, you know, when you walk into a bank, you know, and you say, hey, I'm looking into a business loan. Like, do you get that side eye? Because I've always talked to people about that, too. And mm-hmm. something interesting is that uh, something I read the other day. So a majority of women-owned businesses end up having to use, like, self-financing, meaning they got to use their money more so than men do. And mm-hmm. there's a gender thing here. It's not just about race and eth- ethnicity. There's a gender gap, too. And we're going to get into the, the pay gap in a few minutes, but something that I feel like needs to be talked about more is nearly 63% of women finance their businesses from their own savings accounts. So it's not like, hey, you know, uh, you got 10 people that are going to throw some money in for you and you got some startup seed money or, you know, you go and try and open a a, a loan, line of credit or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that's, that's a lot because it... There's a there's there's a percentage of women entrepreneurs that are also minorities. So 40 percent of women owned businesses are actually females that fall into the minority category. So you have blacks, Hispanics and so forth. And my previous episode, we were tackling the fact that as minorities, we already have a hard time tapping into lending so getting credit Mm -hmm. cards getting loans because we missed out on a lot of different educational opportunities we have the education gap and the financial gap because of where we were raised um the communities that we lived in we don't have as many resources so when you take that number 63 percent of women finance their businesses from their own savings that's why you know like we a lot of us may not have the credit to go into Bank of America tomorrow and say, hey, uh, can I get some type of business credit card? Can I get this? Can I get that? Our credit may not be uh, where they want to see it at just because of the simple fact of we just don't have that. You know, we right. don't have what they're looking for from the jump. Like, has that affected you at all? Yeah, so even just the thought of owning my own business that took time. That was that wasn't something I just grew up and be like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna start my own business. Even like in school, like I remember talking to my boyfriend about this. I'm just like in school, I, I barely learned how to like write a check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, what the what I could do with like a bank and possibly owning my own business. Like those things were not a part of like class. And like I knew there was going to be something different about me because I'm just like, I don't just see myself working these specific hours for this X amount of money. And like, that's going to be the rest of my life. So 
when I decided to start my own business, I mean, I had to use my own money. And first, you know, I had to <laughs> I had to try to save some. The little bit that I was getting, it was hard to because radio isn't, you probably heard it don't pay like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So you'll work these crazy hours, barely making anything. And I had, I had a few radio jobs and it's like, still wasn't cutting it. And I'm just like, I guess that's another thing that frustrated me because I'm like, yo, I'm putting in everything. And it's just like, I don't feel like I'm getting what I need back. Like, I want to be able to live comfortably and I'm not going to be able to do that here. Exactly. But um, the bit, the little bit that I did have, you know, I did put that into my equipment. And over time, you know, I was able to build. And then when I did start to like book gigs um, again, like I put it right back into my business. Um, But even when I decided to open up a business account, because I'm just, you know, being able to network with different people, especially ones that look like me and are in like the entrepreneurial world and was just giving me information about this kind of thing. That's what got into my psyche. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So I'm gonna go to the bank. I'm gonna open up a business account and then we're going to keep this separate. And um, I think what made my experience different was because I had a minority that was opening up my account. And he was the sweetest person. Like, (laughs) he answered all my questions, like, walked me through everything, was like, oh, you know, you can have, you know, your your debit account, but you can also have your savings, but just make sure you keep this amount in here and, you know, do all these things and you don't got to worry about the extra fee. And you know what? Do this so you don't get this other fee added. You know, like, just added extra information, you know, that I wasn't even asking about, new to ask about. Um, That's what's up. Yeah. He would call and, you know, after we set up everything and make sure everything was still going well with the account. And I was like, yo, this is, it actually seems like he really cares about my business. You know, I'm like, I know it's like part of his job, but I don't know. There is something, we, we kind of like connected, like when we were opening up the account. Cause you know, it takes a while to do. There's a lot yeah. of paperwork and all this other stuff. Um, and he followed up a few times and even there's been times where I had questions and he's just like, he answered, mm-hmm. answered the question with no problem. So you lucked out. You had a good experience. And that's, that's amazing. You are now listening to the Two Cents Money Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and all major platforms so you can stay up to date with our new episodes. Subscribe to our blog at twocentsmoney.com for all of the latest updates and to get in touch with us for one-on-one financial coaching. Now, back to the show. With entrepreneurs, like overall, like just any type of like business account or like they want a business loan and I got to sit down with them, talk about stuff and then refer them to the appropriate party. It's like you genuinely, like you just want to see people succeed and you know like become something and say like wow like you have a really good business idea like this could really go far like and you might not even know them and Mm -hmm. it's just like you the genuine care and i just wish that like society overall had that that like empathetic background like let's stop judging people let's stop assuming um and let's start supporting each other more especially Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs you know, whether it's just female entrepreneurs, minority entrepreneurs, or entrepreneurs that, uh, just overall. I feel like we just need to support each other more, especially with this whole coronavirus pandemic. You know, we have businesses shutting down that never thought that they would shut down at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to stick together 
because business owners literally are the heart of this country. And no matter what you do, if you have a restaurant, you do voiceovers, you do a podcast, you have coaching business, whatever it is, you're still contributing to society in one way or another. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this number out there for you. So female-owned businesses actually generate $1.8 trillion to the economy every Mm. year. And Mm. now that number is going up because actually, like, as of December of this this past year, 2020, um, we grew in how many female-owned businesses that we have in America. So right now... There's close to 12.3 million female-owned businesses, which is a 114% jump than there were 20 years ago. So we're mm-hmm. moving the dial in the absolute right uh, direction. But now we got to come together and support each other. Like, there's so many Facebook groups. Um, like, people are talking about, like, these PPP loans. I'm like, stay away from them because mm. they're not... Like, people are scamming each other. Like, let's not do this. (laughs) Let's not do this to ourselves. Like, all you're going to do is create more of a hassle for you. And you got people that are like, oh, uh, send me $100 in the cash app, through my cash app, and uh, I'll hook you up with a PPP loan. Um, How are you doing that? Because I'm hearing that you got to be in business for, like, one to two years to be able to qualify. You got to be able to show some proof. But you're just telling people all these all these um, entrepreneurs that they can automatically qual- qualify, and some people are like, "Oh, I just started my business two months ago." Like, eh, that's a red flag. <laughs> Don't be doing that. And right. it's like, here we go again. Like, no, let's not make each other fail. Like, don't be trying to benefit off of me failing because you want to give me some fake loan that you're gonna get fraudulently. No right. way. I don't want no part in that. So mm. it's, it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like we need to support each other more. Like females with females, minorities, everybody, entrepreneurs overall, business owners. We got to stick together because we are our own breed if you think of it. You know, we, we have this hustle that we're trying, to, we're trying to just succeed with. You know, a lot of us left our nine to fives or are in transition of leaving our nine to fives because we want to just do better for ourselves and stop working for a paycheck. And um, I love what you said because I could resonate with it in the beginning when you mentioned, like, working for corporate, yeah, you got that paycheck, whether it's weekly, biweekly, you're like, all right, I know what my paycheck's going to be. I know what to expect. Going into the entrepreneur realm, it's like, ooh, shoot, did I set that client up? Uh, (laughs) I got to send them that invoice. Did they pay? You know, mm-hmm. like that's your that's that's that moolah. That's your money that you gotta account for. You don't got an accounting department saying, "All right, we're gonna send them the invoice, and um, you know, we'll 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 check back within a week or two to make sure that they paid it." Now that right. that accountant is you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go contact them. You ain't getting that money, right? And they ain't gonna come to you and be like, "Oh, we forgot to pay you. Mm-hmm. Ah, let's pay you now." Like, oh, Shoot. sorry, Mel. Um, I forgot you did this for us, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm send you I'm gonna send you that check in the mail. Like, right. uh, that was due three months ago. <laughs> yeah, yo, that's why the CRM like has really become handy for me. Like, I remember going to like a voiceover conference and somebody mentioned it. I'm like, what the hell is a CRM? <laughs> um, 
And when I started to look into it, and there was one that was like literally directed toward voiceover actors, um, I was like, all right, let me do the trial. Let me test it out. And I was like, oh man, I can see how this is actually going to be beneficial yeah. because it also it tracks like the the auditions that I have. So I'll, I'll get a tally of how many auditions I did like for the month. I can set a goal for myself. Oh, that's um, nice. But then also, you know, when I have bookings, I've got to make sure I put that information in. And I can have the date, the contact person, how much I'm supposed to get. And then I can put like, okay, did I invoice them? Did I deliver the product? Oh, did, have I been paid for this yet? And then I try to look at it like, like a really good look at it, like at least once a week. So when I go back and I'm like, okay, are there any that are unpaid? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let me circle back. All right. So Monday I'm going to make sure I hit them. Or if I, you know, if it's early on a Friday, I'm like, all right, I'll make sure I hit them during, you know, the regular business hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll get a response <laughs> and uh, I'll follow up that way. And same thing for even just like, so during the pandemic, I started editing podcasts. So that's something else that I've added to my business that I didn't necessarily come into it thinking that I was going to do, but that's just another layer. But because the CRM that I have is based more toward voiceover acting, I created, I just created an Excel sheet. And so mm, okay. I have all my, yeah, I was like, I'm keeping basic. <laughs> you know, we're trying to keep expenses low. Uh-huh. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> and so like, you know, more clients. I, I literally just started. So I, right now I just have like one main client that I'm working with. So it's a little bit easier to track. Um, so I have my Excel document and it, I have it kind of set up just how like my CRM is. So I'll be like, okay, I have a date. And I have like how much, you know, I charge them for. And I, I keep a copy of all my invoices and just like my Google Drive. So I can always refer back. But then um, I'll put the amount that I'm supposed to get and I'll put invoiced or delivered or paid. And I have it set up where if I put um, invoiced, it'll be red. So that's kind of like my indication of all right, you're probably going to have to follow up. Ah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it turns green when I say, when it says pay, though. <laughs> <laughs> you better be seeing more green than red. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. But even just last week when I was going through, I realized, I'm like, oh, shoot, uh, they didn't send me this other check. And something else I incorporated into my invoices was late fees mm, to kind of put the pressure, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm serious about my business. I took care of my half. So take care of your half on time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I give them 30 days from whatever the date is on the invoice. And this one particular invoice, I realized I never got sent. And it was so weird because they skipped. They went from one to three. And it was just like, so what happened to two? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I did make sure I did my homework to make sure that I definitely did not get it. And, you know, then I reached out and then I made sure the next invoice that I sent, I incorporated that late fee so they can take me serious as a business Good. and let them know that, like, I'm going to send my stuff on time when, you know, you want the audio and everything by a certain time. I want my checks by a certain time. And when I don't get it, I will reach out. But then I'll also charge you. Listen, there's nothing wrong with a late fee, because what happens when we have a bank account? You get an late overdraft fees. fee. You get a late <laughs> fee. You get this fee, you get a, you looked at me wrong fee, 
You know, like right. you get so many. Like, you looked at your teller wrong yesterday when you went to make your deposit. You got a thirty dollar mm-hmm. fee. Like, yep. like whoa, chill. Like that's our money, yeah. but people don't realize that, and that's a whole part of financial literacy. It doesn't. It doesn't always have to be about I don't know how to write a check or I don't know how to use my debit card. It's literally wants versus needs. How to budget your money to be smart in your spending. You know, understanding. The, just the, the foundation of money itself. You know, how mm-hmm. do you grow wealth? How do you, like us, how do you sustain a business? But you got to know the basics first. And yeah, right. you're 110% right, Mel, when you say that. Charge a late fee. Because you know what? First of all, you go to the doctor's office and, and you don't cancel your appointment within 24 hours. You might as well have <laughs> went there because of that fee that they're about to charge you. You know? Exactly. So it's like... Yeah, as an entrepreneur, don't be ashamed to do a late fee. You want to waive it the first time and say, look, I'll waive it this time, but I'm going to let you know you're going to get that late fee next time if you're late. Have them take you serious because all these other corporate businesses, they're going to do it. So why yep. not you? Why not me? You know, so that's right. that's that's honestly, that's a, that's I'm glad to hear you say that because that is the only way that small business owners are going to start getting respect on, hey, you got to pay me on time. You know, you pay your electric bill on time. You pay you pay everything else. You pay your Netflix automatically because you, oh, you make sure you don't want your Netflix shut off, you know, but yeah. you want a service from me or you want a product from me. You have, to, you have to equally respect me because at the end of the day, I might be a quote-unquote small business, but I still need my respect, too, because I got to function in order to provide that good or, you know, that service or product to you. Word. Yeah. And you know what? Also, like, I know how old I am. But when people look at me, they don't necessarily see that age. Mm-hmm. So they probably look like, oh, this little high school girl or whatever. I hate that. Yep. Yeah. And all of them that I work with are much older than me. And, mm-hmm. you know. And I always say this. I'm like, yo, you may be older than me. Doesn't mean you know more than me. Not saying that it's a competition, but don't try to undermine me because you think that I'm younger or stupid. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Girl, you you are opening up a can of worms with me because that (laughs) happened to me, too. I'm telling you what. I was a branch manager a few years ago, and this one guy was getting mad about, I don't know what it was. It was something that, like, he didn't have to be the way that he was. And I walked over to him. You know, as a manager, you got to try and cool them down, see mm-hmm. what the what the what's going on with the issue and how can you help? And as soon as I walked over to him, I tried to resolve. He was all like cold shoulder and I walk away. And one of my one of my tellers comes to tell me that as he was leaving, he tells her, I'm not talking to that baby. She's a baby. Mm. What, what am I going to talk to this little girl for? And I'm mm. thinking in my head, like, first of all, I'm a grown woman. Like, don't right. sit here and tell me that I'm a baby. And, oh, I'm mm. not going to talk to this little girl. So you're demeaning me because I'm a female. You're demeaning me because I'm um, um, the age that I am. And you're just perceiving me as that. I may just look younger than I am, first of yeah. all. And, and now you're demeaning me and not taking my managerial title or you know position i'm trying to come and handle the situation for you and you already shut me down as i walked over before i even opened my mouth and the words came out 
So I feel yeah. like we always have something going against us, especially as females, white, black, Spanish, Asian, whatever. Like as females, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of men don't take us seriously. And Girl. I'm, I'm mm. going to jump into this because now like this got my mind going about the pay gap, men versus women. There's been a pay gap for decades. And, you know, granted, women just really started going into the workforce real hard, you know, like 80s, 90s, and then 2000s hit. And you got all these female entrepreneurs. You got all these ladies that are finally starting to get into these uh, chief, you know, C-suite, they call it, level positions, which Mm -hmm. I absolutely love. But at the same time, we're not even getting paid to do the same job. We're not getting yeah. paid equally. And I'm going to give you the statistic. So according to the Census Bureau, they did a they did an annual report back in 2018. And, and it's very still relevant now. So for every dollar that a male earned, and this is amongst all the races, women earned 82 cents. So mm. let that sink in. And now I know that that number is getting better. So the, the the gender wage gap, they call it, is closing in slowly by slowly. But is it fast enough? One, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, okay, I'm grateful that it's that's closing. But why am I getting paid less to do the same job as, as somebody mm. that just... Or better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we have the same title. We have the same job duties. And... We should be getting paid by experience. You know, and my one job, I'll tell you what, real quick. I was a title above, a position above somebody that I was training for, which is why I was training them. Do you know that this person was making like five, $6,000 more than me? And the only way I found out was because he told me, because he was bragging to everybody, like, oh, yeah, they brought me in at, at this and this amount. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, first of all, I've been with this company three years now. Second of all, I'm training you. I have some sen- some sense of seniority because of my position. And I'm getting paid thousands, not not hundreds, not, oh, uh, just a dollar here, a dollar there. No, literally thousands dollars less. Right. And when I got a promotion, he was still making more than me. That's some BS. So this is real. Like, I feel like people need to to really understand, like, this is no joke. This is this is something that affects a lot of us. And that's not just me being a Latina. That's me being a female in the workforce in corporate America. Like, this is crazy. And I know you've seen it in radio. I know you've seen it working in the entertainment industry, you know. You made me think about uh, this one time, <laughs> one of my last jobs. Uh, you know, at first, you kind of, like, take anything to kind of, like, get your feet wet and just to get something on your resume. Yeah. But then when I, you know, I noticed, you know, I know what the hell I'm doing, you know, at this point. And they wanted to promote me. And I said, okay, this next time, I want X, Y, and Z. And I told that to, like, the HR rep. And of course, you know, she's like, all right, I'm going to bring it to my manager mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, we'll we'll get back to you. Yeah. Cool. So before I even can get a call back from HR, my supervisor approaches me 
And she's just like, yeah, you know, I know that you have an issue with like the pay. And just so you know, uh, you should actually really be happy about this, that what we're offering you because oh, gosh. <laughs> the, <laughs> the salary just got raised like a year or so ago. So people were making a lot less. So I was like, I don't know, it was like some sort of like psychology or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, honestly, I really didn't give a damn. Like, yeah. <laughs> but everybody else was getting paid before. I'm like, I'm looking at what I'm bringing to the table, you know. And she's just like, we're not going to be able to do that. And I'm like, well, has it even been, you know, sent? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. anybody said anything about it? Um, she's like, I guarantee you it's not going to happen. I hate that. <laughs> you know, in her yeah. own, you know, in a professional way, in a professional way, she said it. Basically, uh, so I'm too scared to go ask for you. I don't want to go to my bosses and ask. So I'm going to just tell you and say, nah, uh, that's not going to happen. Right. Even though you know my work ethic, you know what I'm bringing to the table. Um, but you probably look at me as a little black girl. She don't have any kids or anything. She's young. She don't need all that. You know, not saying that that is the case, but that could very well be it. And mm-hmm. again, I know radio, uh, radio is not the highest paying like field. Yeah. But still, there's people in that building making much more than I am. <laughs> Probably making my salary every month. Like <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah. So when that set in, I'm like, all right. I think that was another kind of like seed that was kind of like planted in me. Yeah. That was just kind of like all right, so yeah, this corporate life is probably like, this is not going to be a long-term thing for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I took it, um, just to put some more stuff on my resume. And then I'm telling you, when I started to get fed up, I'm like, all right, cool. I got everything I feel like I need at this moment. And I feel like I finally, I got the confidence that I really need to just be like, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. I've done what I did needed to do here. Um, leaving on a good note, but I'm also, you know, I made sure I sat down with all of my supervisors and I made sure to explain to them the reasons why I was leaving. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they all saw it as a shock because I was so invested into radio. I still love radio, but I'm like, this is something that I cannot survive with. You know, um, I see myself getting married. I see myself having kids and I look around in my department. I don't see many people doing that that are older than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do I have to look forward to? And I don't know, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I'm a different person that maybe he hasn't ever really said a lot of those things to them. Like I've known some people have said some things along those lines, but I kept it real. And uh, <laughs> it always makes me laugh because I, when I think about the exit interview that I had, I mean, I, I said those same things to HR <laughs> and <laughs> Was I getting treated the way that I should have? No. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, especially radio is a very male-dominated field. And yeah. I definitely believe that, like, some of the guys that I was working with, they felt intimidated by me. Mm. So they wanted to make it seem like I wasn't a good employee, even though everybody else thought I was, you know, and knew that I was. And they they seen my hustle, you know. They knew I had, like, a few jobs that I was doing to, you know, keep things going and always trying to better myself with taking voiceover classes or, you know, writing prep material for other organizations or doing other voiceover gigs on the side. Like, yeah. yeah. I was always hustling. But they never wanted to give me that credit until 
I put in my two weeks. <laughs> and it became one of those things of, oh, man, there's some big shoes to fill here. Oh, man. Everybody always said, you know, you always make the artist feel real comfortable every time they come in the studio. So why is this the first time that I'm hearing something like that? Yeah, now it changes. <laughs> yeah, because now you've always seen my value, but you never wanted me to know that because you mm -hmm. never wanted me to feel like I had the balls to ask for more. Yep. Always trying to keep you down. Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I kid you not, ever since I left, I felt like so many more doors have opened. Like I'm back in radio. And, I, you know, I get to do it on my terms, you know, like yeah. I'm doing it in a much better space. It's not toxic. I get to do voiceover. Um, it's so much better for me, you know, and I didn't see it at that time. But, man, I'm so glad I took <laughs> the entrepreneurial route. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what's up. Honestly, like that's the best feeling because you you feel like your freedom is just so much more livelier like you can yeah. make the decisions you don't have to go and say all right well let me go ask my boss um so then they can go ask their boss and mm -hmm. by the time you know it they're asking the boss's boss's boss just to make a decision and nobody has a voice of their own even though all these companies want to say like we support your decisions or we support your opinions it's like how many yeah. of them take these surveys and oh let's 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 uh let's gauge what our employees are thinking. And some of them are so far removed. Back. It's like mm, like what what yeah. wait a minute, did we just waste our time taking a survey and you're not even gonna listen to any feedback that we gave you? Right. Like that's that's yeah. the whole point of a survey. Like, am I wrong or like it it's <laughs> so confusing and asinine. And yeah. like, you know, it it just makes you like, I don't know, like uh, becoming an entrepreneur when you have that, that like light bulb that goes off and you're like, you know what? Like, I want to do this for me. I want to make myself, I don't have to be a millionaire, but I want to make myself uh, wealthy in whatever way I define that. Whether that's yeah. becoming a homeowner, whether that's, you know, uh, getting myself established to start raising a family. Or whether mm -hmm. it is, hey, yeah, I do want to become a millionaire. And the only way I'm going to do it is hustling for myself because I keep hustling for the same company that isn't treating me and respecting me the way that they need to. And I feel like this is all a part of financial literacy because, yeah, we're talking about the careers. We're talking about being entrepreneurs. But everything in the world that we touch has something to do with money. And when yeah. we take a step back and realize that, we all need to be more financially savvy. And this is why, mm -hmm. like, I wanted to bring somebody like you on today because I'm like, you know what? You could speak volumes because you're a professional. You came from a very competitive industry. Um, we both went to a school where um, everybody was in the music industry and stuff. And, and uh, looking back to those days, like, people just spend money like crazy on nothing. And mm -hmm. we have to do better, not just minorities, but not just by gender, overall, depending, no, no matter what industry you work in, we need to do better. So as we wrap this up, like, you know, as a female, as an entrepreneur, as a minority, any advice out there that you want to throw out um, to anybody that's listening? Follow your gut. 
Mm. If there's anything that I feel like gets me through the day sometimes of just being an entrepreneur is just following that gut. If it feels right, go for it. If it's not, don't be afraid to say no. Absolutely. Ooh, man, I had to learn that word. Ooh-wee. Yes. I mean, I learned it. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh-huh. I mean, I learned it during my corporate days. And, um, yeah, they was not feeling that. <laughs> they was like, who does this chick think she is? Melanie goddamn Morgan, all right? And don't mm. you forget it. <laughs> say it, girl. Say it with proud. Yeah, pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I took that and, you know, you know, being that, that it was able, I was able to, you know, if something seems like it's not right, I can just easily back away from it. And mm-hmm. I feel weird about it. Um, so, yeah, I say follow your gut. Um, don't be afraid to say no. Um, and, then, you know, always put that 100% in it. 110, you know, 110. because you're only going to get what you put in. No sleeping <laughs> when they're sleeping. Let the competition right. sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. Stay organized. Do your homework. Look into other entrepreneurs. See what they're doing. Um, learn from them. Um, I know it's a little bit more difficult to network nowadays, but, you know, if there's a a panel where you can learn about some other business minded people. Yeah. Yes. Go check it out. Take that time to do it if it's something that you really want to do. And if you make the time for it, it's going to come back and it's going to help you. But you got to be the one to, you know, put that foot forward to do the work. Definitely. (laughs) And learn how to stay organized. Show up on time. I got so many different things. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were all good. They were all on point. I like it. <laughs> so where can people find you um, if they want to connect with you, they want to hire you for any type of service that you offer? Um, where can they where, where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so I'm most active like on Instagram. Okay. Uh, my handle is at Radio Chick Mel. Um, and also my email is Radio Chick Mel at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I'm open. You need somebody to do voiceover work. Let's talk. Uh, see, and then, you know, I can see like what your needs are. And if there's something that I feel like I can fulfill, let's work, you know, let's do it. Um, and then also the podcast editing and stuff like that. Again, that's something else that is becoming my lane. So if you got something that you want to do, let's talk about it and let's see what happens from there. Awesome. Well, Melanie, thank you. Um, Thank you so much. You've been a phenomenal guest to have. You really shared a lot of insight. Um, And I definitely uh, enjoyed having a nice open conversation about a topic that we both care about and we both can relate to. Um, So thank you again. You're welcome back whenever you want. Um, Oh, shoot. (laughs) Welcome to the club. (laughs) You are now a member. (laughs) <laughs> how's the voiceover for that no i'm just kidding <laughs> girl you're gonna have to join the biz now yeah, right i <laughs> <laughs> love it so everybody listening out there stay tuned for some following episodes that we have coming up in store over the next few weeks we have some great exciting things that we're working on as always please support like share um and follow all of two cents money um we got instagram we got Facebook and we have two cents money.com. That's T W O S E N S E money.com. So two cents, like common sense. Um, you know, just if you can support us, we're actually going to start putting out a donation link because we are becoming a nonprofit where we want to be able to offer our services to 
um, those who need it most. So, you know, if you can if you can spare some change, if you can spare some money, please stay tuned. We're going to be putting that donation link this week on our website. You'll be helping us help others. And we appreciate any support that you can you can lend. And thank you, as always, for listening to the Two Cents Money podcast, where you get it. We give our two cents on your two cents. So stay savvy. Uh, stay safe out there. Thank you.